Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Matt Belknap. We talk about forcing our children into our own image and other bullshit. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A beautiful evening here at Shea Thorne. I don't know. I like that. I think that's closer. Shea Thorne is yeah, yeah, better? I think so. It doesn't capture the mountain chalet element. Yeah, but... I mean, I think for it to be a chalet, you would need to, like, have a crackling fire and a bearskin rug and toddies. Well, um, well let's bring in our guest, okay. and we'll get into this. <laughs> you know him as one of the co-hosts of uh, the Smash It podcast, Never Not Funny. You know him as the proprietor of uh, a specialthing.com and a special thing records, uh, Mr. Matt Belknap. Welcome to the program, Thank Matt. you. Hi. Always good. nice to see you, Matt. Yeah, good to be here. This is the first time I've been to the new crib. You mean Shea Thorne? Shea Thorne. I have, this is my first visit to the Shea Thorne. I, I like the chalet idea. It does feel, especially on a cold winter's night like this. It's uh, There's a lot of wood on the walls. There are not exposed beams in the ceiling, which mm-hmm. I feel like may be yeah, a prerequisite for chalet status, mm-hmm. for official chalet status. Right. Matt, actually, I just saw Matt. I, I was just uh, he and his uh, podcasting partner uh, Jimmy Pardo, and uh, their friend slash acquaintance Pat Francis. <laughs> Are you on. saying it's Jimmy's friend and my acquaintance? <laughs> yeah, that's the impression I get. <laughs> no, I think I've bumped up to friend status. Okay, with, excellent. With so Pat. Pat's a good guy and a very funny guy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they do this every year, this charity podcastathon, which you were on one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on this year. And I was encouraged uh, via donations to take down my pants. That is true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. That was on the very first one. And I, it worked. They gave, they gave up the money. You took down the pants. That's, I mean, that's kind of how I roll. Well, in, in general, if you give up the money, I'll take down my pants. There, there's more to the story, though, because you had admitted, the reason it happened is you admitted that you hadn't done laundry for a certain amount of time and you were down to a promotion a pair of promotional oh, boxers. I was wearing a pair of walk hard promotional underwear. <laughs> yeah. So that so then, so everyone, then everyone had demanded to see, to see it. Yeah. What so. was the premise of the promotional underwear for walk hard? Uh it's you know it's a, it's a, there are a pair of tidy whities that says walk hard on the butt. I think wasn't there a, a scene or even in in the promotion of that film I feel like there was a poster where he was just wearing Tidy whities for some reason. Yeah, you mean there's the part when he's having like the Brian Wilson esque stage it, right. where he's on acid and running yeah, around in his underwear. Yeah, so that, yeah, maybe that's what it's meant to evoke. Right. But also, who doesn't love underwear it's, with walk hard on the butt? Yeah. It's it's not just to suggest, you know, a sort of sense of warning contents may be disappointing. <laughs> oh, right. Like like don't don't get too excited about this dick that's in here. <laughs> but it's on the back. It Jesse, looks that's... really great on paper and granted it has a few bright moments, but overall sure. it's definitely a disappointment. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, I would say my. I would say I would say I would find my dick surprisingly funny. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a cameo in my underwear that's uh, right, enjoyable, kind of delightful. But uh, depends on how you feel about the spoof genre. Mm-hmm. All the original music we wrote for my dick was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than you might expect for for a, a like a spoof. But uh. anyway, I, how much money? How much money did you? Uh, end Tim up- Meadows was good in my dick. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, how much money did you end up raising in your uh, in your charity endeavors? There, the, the, the number night? keeps rising. We, I think, in the twelve hours that we were broadcasting or, or webcasting, however you want to say it, or podcasting, even. <laughs> sure. um, no, do one of those other two that's not confusing. Parboiling. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh, t- the, in the twelve hours we were talking, uh-huh. <laughs> we raised uh, almost thirty five thousand, and now it's up over forty. It's like forty three or something. And, and these things are usually you put these up for download. People can buy yeah, them. And December fifteenth. Then... I don't know when this episode's going to go out, but on December fifteenth, you can purchase video and audio versions of the entire twelve-hour event. Uh, I think we can agree that the big appeal of the video version mm-hmm. of the show is to it's going to be one of your first opportunities in video form to see my mustache. <laughs> right? Am I missing? Yeah. No, that's right. You that's haven't really be... gone public with your mustache yet. That we no, your mustache I mean, have been in hiding. We didn't talk about that. That was. That was a uh, Never Not Funny exclusive at the time. We should have probably yeah, we hyped that. Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> that may have been the first public appearance of the mustache outside of a few photographs of that um, conference that I was the compare of in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And there were a few photos in Us Weekly of you getting fro-yo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're just like us. Hey, I'm just like you. Okay, well, $40,000. We'll call it that. Here's what I think. Yeah. I think we can beat that. <laughs> okay. I think we can beat that right now. Right here. Right now okay. on Jordan Jesse Go. Here's my plan. Uh-huh. I received in the mail recently a lawsuit settlement. Oh boy! Mm. I received two lawsuit settlements. Uh, one was uh, for a car accident I was in two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting up off that one. <laughs> that one went straight to Daddy's bank account. Okay. This one, however, was for a class action suit that I was not aware I was party to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I must have filled out a form at some point in order to nominate myself for the class. Was this everybody who went to see Walk Hard in the theaters? <laughs> <laughs> or everybody who put the underwear on afterwards. Yeah, right. Uh, um, it, it is, that underwear made me <laughs> impotent. <laughs> this lawsuit is Yingling versus eBay Incorporated. And I got pretty excited. I'm not going to lie to you. When you see a settlement check in your mail, mm-hmm. you get excited even if you don't understand why you're party to this lawsuit. I'll go one step further. When I see a yingling in my mailbox, (laughs) I get very excited. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I mean, you're mostly interested in regional beers. (laughs) Um, Non-alcoholic regional beers. That's a specific hobby of mine. Um, You just like the packaging. Yeah, like a label with a a tree on it. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not entirely sure how I qualified for this thing. I think it involves eBay Motors, and I certainly don't remember ever buying anything from eBay Motors. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I accidentally bought a car one time and <laughs> forgot to pay for it or something like right. that. Um, Did you bid, or did, were you watching an auction with a car? I must have been watching a car auction, and that, that qualified me for the class. Yeah. Um, this check came in the mail. I mean, what do you figure, what do you figure it costs to send a letter these days? You got to be looking at fifty cents, right? Forty-four minimum. You gotta, you gotta at least pay a guy to type into a computer, send Jesse a thing, plus mm-hmm. a stamp and a letter and a piece of paper, right? 
Yeah. Got to be 50 cents. This check is for zero dollars and two cents. Nice. <laughs> this is a check for two pennies. I don't know if this will work. And now that I'm saying the sentence, I don't know that this is of use to you. But uh, I, I guess there is a bar somewhere in um, the valley where if you take in, it's for like residual checks. If you take in a residual check for under a dollar, you can trade it for a beer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh. I don't know if they would look too closely at that or if now's the time that you'd like to start drinking beer. But uh, Do they have yingling? <laughs> I mean, only one way to find out. Um, now there's multiple ways to find out. I... This is what I'm thinking I'm going to do with this. Yeah. Um, I know that there are a lot of charitable people mm-hmm. in the Jordan Jesse Go audience. This, after all, is the holiday season. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take this pen. He's really doing it. He grabbed a pen. There is a we pen. We can confirm. It's a nice pen, by the way. That is a nice pen. Is that a Mont Blanc? It's a Mont Blanc. I'm going to go ahead and sign this. And I'm going to write, pay... To cash. Okay, so now <laughs> I'm getting like my heart is racing. <laughs> What's his, what goosebumps going up the back of my neck? I I am going to put this check on eBay, <laughs> and you can find it on eBay by searching for JJ Go. <laughs> and Jordan and I will be donating the full proceeds from this auction. Less fees, of course. I'm not going to pay your fucking auction fees for you. Mm-hmm. To, what do you say, food bank? By the way, that's what Yingling said. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so started this whole mess. <laughs> uh, what do you say, food bank, Jordan? Yeah, food bank. That sound right? Los sure. Angeles food bank? Absolutely. Los Angeles area food bank will get the full proceeds of this. Nice. And here's the thing. They raised $40,000. If we don't raise at least $41,000 from this two-cent check, yeah. this auction for a two-cent check, I'm going to be pretty bummed. I guess, well, let's sell it a little bit. Like, what can you do with this two-cent check? I mean, you can cash it, right. obviously, but, I mean, are there other uses? Is it, is, it, is it a handsome check? I haven't really seen it. Can you display it? Is. It is. It's nice. It's got some, uh, well, it's got some anti-counterfeiting features, mm-hmm. which I like. It's Watermark? Got a, mm-hmm. It's got a dotted background, mm-hmm. and it's printed with the uh, AB Data logo in fluorescent ink. So, um, Sounds like a nice check. I guess if I put it under a fluorescent light, is that how it works? Jesse, will you do me a favor? Yeah. When you list this on eBay, will you please make the title of the, of the auction i'll give you my two cents <laughs> <laughs> yes of course yes i will all caps exclamation point i mean that's when you run out of cap that's so. one great use how you, about spend more than spend more than the worth of the check for my two cents is that less catchy that's less catchy <laughs> anytime that you're that's in like a, a town hall meeting yeah. or a brainstorming session yes. you don't have anything to contribute <laughs> you can get out of contributing an actual idea by taking out this check and saying Saying, here's my two cents. Yeah, I feel like, this <laughs> and then the meeting. Everyone has to go home from the meeting because they're laughing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this thing is going to become like a flat Stanley type uh, mythological character that gets oh, okay. sent around the world every time someone jokingly gives someone else their two cents. <laughs> well, it's made out to cash, so I mean, anyone can cash this check. So you can just freely spend it here and there. I would recommend, for example, you could. It's not the only thing you could do with it, but one thing you could do with it is leave it in a give a penny, take a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, like at a liquor store? Yeah, exactly. Great and then idea. that will help uh, That will help cover some drunks 
state taxes. <laughs> and what's great about that is the, the moment where they say, no, no, you cannot put check. And then they go, oh, wait a minute. It's cash. Yeah. Boom. It's made, to, it's made out to cash. Uh, uh, Jordan, $41,000. It's not unreasonable, right? I mean, I should hope I should hope we'll get up to that in the first five minutes. I mean... And I'm I'm serious. I'm dead serious about this. Yeah, sure. Search for JJ Go on eBay. You will find this, and uh, I think we can make forty one k. I'm not that serious about the forty one thousand part, <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta be able to. We gotta be able to get three digits. It's a charitable donation, right? Uh, whatever. Tis the season, people. Yeah, tis the season for. You also have some at least a handful of crazy millionaire. Um, podcast fans right Got a I mean, few yeah absolutely it's, it's what they do when they're when they're hold up um spruce goose style yeah i <laughs> mean the spruce goose that, if, <laughs> that was howard hughes leonardo dicaprio <laughs> yeah it, like in between leonardo leonardo dicaprio bought the spruce goose's skull oh, okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he outbid nicholas cage yeah <laughs> um wait i mean not that the pot needs to be sweetened okay but i mean in line with our earlier conversation can we add an element to where I take down my pants? <laughs> like, how do we... Maybe imprint, like, a, get, put a butt cheek imprint on the back of the... Like, like Jesse signed it. You sign it with your butt print. Okay. Yeah, or great. your balls. <laughs> sure. I mean, bo- I mean, both are both are visible when my pants are taken down. Why don't we send a printout of a picture of you in your, with your pants dropped mm-hmm. along with... Uh, along Next to with the check, the, yeah. Okay. Maybe the maybe your butt cheeks could be holding the check. Oh, great! Oh, terrific! No, this is fantastic. <laughs> and like you could be, your butt could be shaking hands with Jesse as you like you're holding the check up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Okay. This is great. And I mean, no promises, but if you have any requests, if the winner has a request for the style of underwear they would like me to be wearing, I don't think I have any more promotional underwear. Yeah. I do think you, do you, you don't have the uh, walk hard underwear. I anymore? don't. I actually, I think maybe even part of our discussion. Oh, did on you the give them away? Was me saying I shouldn't. I should throw these out. Oh, I shouldn't okay. own these. Right. Like well, that, <laughs> these shouldn't even be an option for me. I definitely feel that way today. So I'm not surprised if I felt that three years ago. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Matt Belknap, the entrepreneur. I, I actually put up that auction in mm-hmm. between segments. I want to make yeah. that clear. It happened. I did it while Matt sat here and, and I wasted his time. Wasted well, my I time. I kept him away from his wife and child. Unbelievable. I put that auction up. Just uh, search uh, for JJ Go. My time Go. was wasted as well. No, you were doing charity. No, that's right. You were doing important charity okay. work. Well, Matt's a celebrity photographer, so the fact that he took the picture of the check next to Jordan's butt... Oh, that's got to count something. I have some bad news, though. Oh, no. The Los Angeles Regional Food Bank is not an acceptable charity to to, uh, eBay. So we have chosen to go with the Franklin Township Food Bank in Princeton, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, Franklin, New Jersey is close to all our hearts. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... We all summer there, right? Right. Yeah. That'll feed the next... John Nash from A Beautiful Mind, you know, like the next crazy scientist at Princeton who is like becomes homeless because he has schizophrenia and then he ends up at the food bank. We're doing good work here. Yeah. 
I mean, Princeton... I mean, with the L.A. Regional Food Bank, it'll probably just go to a crazy homeless guy. Yeah, or some actor. Sure. Do, researching a role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God Prin- damn that guy. <laughs> Pr- Princeton is the city where a parent uh, got all up in my face for asking her son not to take a cell phone video of my friend breastfeeding. Oh. So she said, I need to talk to her first about that. Hmm. She wasn't there, and her son was taking a video of my friend breastfeeding. So Princeton, New Jersey, very close to my heart, <laughs> I guess it's is what I'm saying. It's a special memory. It's a special memory. He's, you've made a huge mistake. I did some saying. good thrifting in Princeton. <laughs> okay. So I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I guess you guys are probably wondering why I'm in such a charitable state of mind. <laughs> I was. Because you're usually such a miser. I think that when we go through a crisis... We always, we always come out the other side more appreciative of the gifts that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was certainly the case with me as I lived through the Los Angeles hurricane of 2011. Yeah. I didn't know it was a hurricane until you told me it was. There were gusts of over 100 miles per hour yeah. in South Pasadena. Uh, my power was out for 60 hours. Mm-hmm. Pets were frightened. My pets were <laughs> fucking terrified. My pets could not have been more horrified. But you know what? In a lot of ways, when your electricity is out for 60 hours and you have to go over to Adam Lissagor's house to record an interview for The Sound of Young America and mm-hmm. it's really awkward because why are you... I mean, it's weird enough when you're recording an interview for your public radio show at your house. Right. Why are you recording an interview for a public radio show at your friend's house? Just especially another layer of awkwardness. When they already went back to sleep. Because oh. they sleep until like 11.30. Come on. <laughs> I'm just wondering, what did you jack off to? Did you have like some saucy postcards? There was nothing to jack off to oh at all. Oh my gosh. For 60 hours? 60 hours. Jeez. How did you survive? I know. You don't have to tell me. It was, it was crazy. I did get a few of those moments of... Um, I did get a few of those moments of sort of... Human connection that you mm, get when we sure. all realize we're in the same boat together. Mm-hmm. I-, I went down to the Target yeah. to buy myself a telephone that didn't require it to be plugged into the wall because um, I did not have one. Oh, I don't have one of those either. That's a really you good thing. You should probably thing get one everyone in case should your have. power goes out. Yeah. yeah. And um, I-, I was there, in the, in, and there weren't any on the shelf. So I asked the lady to go look for me. And while I was standing there, this guy comes up to me and he says, I'm imagining that you're here for the same reason I am. (laughs) And I said, what's that? And he said, I think that your telephone plugs into the wall and you no longer have a telephone that does not plug into the wall. You need a new telephone. And I was like, yeah. Did this guy then look into your eyes and then his eyes got swirly? (laughs) (laughs) And then he hypnotized you? Well, from this accent, I think he he might have gotten some fangs and announced himself as a Dracula. So anyway, this is, this is what this guy says. He says, he said to me, he goes, he said, I said, well, the lady's going to look and see if they have any back there. And he says, listen, if they don't have any back here, if they don't have any back there, don't worry. Downstairs, there's a radio shack. That's the place to go for a cheap phone. <laughs> I agree with that. I did not know so there wait, was a Radio Shack so in the mall. So did this guy maybe work at the Radio Shack and he was just going to like coax people away? Is that maybe, is this a, is this a like an under, viral marketing? He was like an undercover yeah. Radio Shack. Well, the Shack. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's the Shack now. What, you know what? Now that I think about it, it was Howie Long. 
Mm, sure. <laughs> I don't know why he was doing that voice. And Terry Hatcher was hiding behind. <laughs> okay. It was it was Terry Hatcher sitting on Howie Long's shoulders, and they had one trench coat. Right. This very tall gentleman with a high pitched voice <laughs> yeah. just told me to buy a phone from Radio Shack. But it'd no. be funny if he was like, he's like, he's like, if they do not have one, don't worry. I can give you your first gay experience. <laughs> what? I I have to say that. Did you go to Radio Shack then? I did. They had the phones. That is maybe the only thing that Radio Shack is good for in 2011. RC cars. Well, I'm saying things you would ever need. Oh, like sure, <laughs> if you want something. Well, let's just say all the worthless. regular size cars were broken. You have to get somewhere. You buy 40 RC cars. <laughs> right. You put them all on top. You put a big... Uh, a, a, take the door off its hinges of your house and yeah. put it on top of 40 RC cars. Sure. Get, yourself get, four, a, get 40 children who can all do something at the same time. Right. We're all good at doing things at the same but time. But like everything everything at Radio Shack is, is overpriced or crappy. But the, but the corded phone that plugs into a, a phone jack without needing power is maybe the only thing that they can do best. Well, because Radio Shack no longer offers the walls of electronic pieces right. that they used to sell. The bread and butter of the old time yeah. Yeah. Radio Shack. Like They're like, at least if we have this, at least we've got the ham radio enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know we suck, but we do have this one <laughs> we wire. Have a core, yeah, we have a core group of weirdos who have their own soldering yeah. equipment. Yeah. And they also had soldering equipment. Yeah. That, that was a place you could probably buy a soldering iron. Maybe now they have well, none actually, of that after stuff. They, after, after they changed their name to The Shack, they started selling ecstasy. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Okay, so two things. They yeah. got the phones with the cord. <laughs> they got ecstasy. Well, they got T-Mobile prepaid phones, probably. Mm-hmm. Like a T-Mobile prepaid phone, a Boost Mobile, maybe. You yeah, know sure. what I did? I made a 7-Eleven brand phone. <laughs> they just sell remaindered 7-Eleven phones at Radio Shack now. They are, they are sub-7-Eleven. That is how bad they are. But I, I just realized I made a, a, a Radio Shack purchase recently. Mm. Motorola StarTac. <laughs> uh, well, now you all know all my secrets. <laughs> no, I... I this this leads to a different story, but I will just say that I bought one of those um, auxiliary cables, a, a one eighth inch stereo mini jack cable to plug my um, phone into my car to listen to music. Off but of when my... you buy those at Radio Shack, they cost like eight dollars, and you just end up Again, getting angry. A ripoff, mm-hmm. that, exactly. That's what I mean. Although they did have a nice color selection, if you guys oh, are interested. Yeah, maybe something with Hello Kitty on it. <laughs> you can't, you're, not just, you're not just picking between beige and black at the Radio Shack. All, all cables are ripoffs now. Yeah. What store unless you, can unless you go, you go on monoprice.com. Right, or on eBay you can get you can get on eBay you can get any cable for 99 sip yeah. cents shipped from China. Or, or 99 sips. <laughs> it costs 2 cents shipping costs 97 cents. Yeah. You can get any cable in the world, right. but it's shipped directly from a child laborer right. in China. There's a child laborer putting up the eBay auctions. Yeah, you you really are basically um funding slavery and terrorism at the same time if you buy that auction also the cables aren't covered in rubber so you will electrocute yourself <laughs> right. oh yeah you, you have to do your own cable coating if they, you buy those they cables. cut a few corners uh but did you guys completely avoid the consequences of this crazy ass windstorm in west hollywood yeah all that happened where i lived was a bunch of palm fronds were in my yard and uh, yeah no me too and and ba- really i mean 
and I even I made that remark about pets getting scared. My pet didn't even get that scared. It got cold, so she got a little more snuggly. But uh, <laughs> so I was, mean, that's a good thing. That's a net positive. That's a, yeah, I know. So I benefited from this from this hurricane. We had like a party gazebo type thing in our backyard. You know, like a tent, mm-hmm. like a nylon tent or whatever, like yeah. a tarp over a frame. The kind of thing you see, so like people who have clipboards looking for signatures for a political cause in the park. Exactly, yeah. or or like people who are selling cell phone accessories in the corner <laughs> of a gas station. Right. Right. Or stuffed tigers, <laughs> <laughs> or a Lakers blanket, <laughs> or 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 stuffed tigers at a spice market in Istanbul. Sure, these are you mean taxidermy tigers, correct? Uh, oh no, I mean I mean a plush tiger. Either one. Why would you buy you, that at a spice market in Istanbul? The only to scare is... off the real tigers that are gotcha. that are roaming the streets of Istanbul. Little if they known... think that this is another tiger's territory, gotcha. they'll back off. They do. I mean, the nice thing about the plush tigers is they do have built-in tiger urine scent. So they do. <laughs> sure. Well, if you squeeze it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's they're good. realistic tiger's dick. It's good <laughs> for territory. Sure. I can't I, find the refills for that tiger though. That tiger urine. I, they it's, are hard to it's find. Like, it's like a light bulb for an easy bake oven. Yeah, it's, it's just like where it's annoying. You, you buy the tiger, you're like so psyched to have yeah, it. And then the urine runs out after three squeezes. A couple weeks later, <laughs> you got to go to monoprice.com. <laughs> okay, Matt. that's where you get it. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just gonna they're just gonna you know they're really gonna screw you if you go to Best Buy or whatever. Oh man, I won't even step foot in there for my tiger urine. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're telling me. So my, you, and you need and you explicitly need to get tigers urine there's an off-brand called tiger pp oh come on <laughs> that is just not effective tiger yeah. pp is is just squeezed out of baby diapers it is sure. not even not, yeah, it even will come. not keep away other tigers yeah and half of it is chimpanzee diapers you know like it's not even all <laughs> yeah it's, you don't know you don't know where this stuff is coming from <laughs> yeah just um, pay the pay the premium this gazebo in my backyard uh, we just it's it's like over our car because we park our car up in the backyard, the very back of the backyard. There's a back road there, mm-hmm. and um, it. I came upstairs. I, I came up the stairs of my backyard, um, and found I have a multi level backyard. Yeah, you you couldn't be doing a worse job of explaining the layout of your yard and household. <laughs> it, it makes yeah, it makes it sound like you live in an M. C. Escher painting. <laughs> So anyway, I'm walking up the stairs of my yard. So where my car is parked, you know, because people park their cars in their yards. Obviously. What? I, I'm using my right hand to draw my left hand. Yeah. So and... I open the refrigerator to my garage. <laughs> what? My, uh, Get my baby out of the pool. My yeah, house is on a rather pool. steep hill. And so uh, the backyard is kind of long, and it's on this long hill. It reaches all the way to the street that's behind my house. Yeah. And uh, there's a gate back there. Oh, you we, don't have to tell me. I've perfectly understood it. <laughs> come to the patio. And I, I went up there, and this gazebo was like, this is metal. This thing is made out of metal. A twisted, like, nightmare pile oh, no. of metal and torn tarpaulin. Like, as though a crazy person had come through with one of those jungle knives <laughs> and just hack the crap out of it. Just hack the shit out of it and like bent, like lots of bent mm-hmm. poles that I don't even know how they could have become bent. Are you 100% sure that you're not also hosting a backyard wrestling event? <laughs> I should. <laughs> you could. Because that be. sounds like suspiciously like what would happen if somebody... Yeah, you think kind of up, like a lightweight metal thing, you know, like that the, is the hollow poles the you perfect to, prop. I mean, for, for backyard wrestling. Yeah. 
I um I'm I, going off the top rope into that thing if I'm yeah. <laughs> you got, well, but you guys have and you guys have had been been having a juggalo problem recently, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So I think that tiger urine attracts juggalos. Yeah, it keeps away True. tigers. Well, it's because sort of, honestly, the, the scent of fago and tiger urine is basically the yeah, same smell. Same deal, same color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I can I can understand that happening. It was crazy though. I mean, I have never outside of the earthquake in 1989 in San Francisco. Um, I've never, I don't think my power was out for that long, even after the earthquake. Hmm. Like it was really, it was like having a real natural disaster. And that is what it was. It wasn't like that. It was that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that odd? Like all the, yeah. all the street lights were out for more than a day, like for like two days. I know, that was weird. Yeah. That's how, that's the main thing that affected my life was that anywhere you drove, you had a blinking red light. I was really forced to contemplate the possibility that the fucking social order had broken down. Yeah. That, like, shit was happening for real. And yet, like, a few miles away, everyone was just going about their business. Like, I, I wasn't aware of this area being so hard hit. I knew it was windy, but I didn't realize, like, houses were being blown down, basically. You know, actually, and the, yeah, the only, uh, the only indication I had that anything was different for anybody else was a tweet from Kumail Nanjiani asking if yes. he could go over to someone's house and watch them play Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that he, because he, another one, he's another person that his power was out for a day. He might still be out because he was tweeting about that too. Very annoyed. I, I, here's the thing. My cell phone does not work on this hill, except that my neighbors have the, one of those repeater things, like a Amplify booster yeah, yeah. or whatever. And that makes it so my cell phone kind of works in our house. Hmm. But, um, but that was out. So we were just sitting here in the dark. Like, I don't even know. What do people do? I had to play Scrabble. Well, you know what, um, Laura, I've, I've been reading these simplified versions of the Little House on the Prairie books for my daughter. So I'll tell you what Laura Ingalls Wait a would minute. have done. Isn't your daughter like two and, two and a half years old? She's three. That's why okay. I'm saying they're simplified. They're not. It like, takes out all the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, basically all the hardcore. Well, so that, I mean, that takes it from what, 400 pages down to 70 or 80, right? They yeah. basically turned them into picture books of about 12 pages each, but there's a whole, like a bunch of them and each and one. And it is like based on one of the, like you get the story. Well, they're, they're, from, they're from the entire. Where do they fall? in the timeline basically. <laughs> that's what you're asking it was just yeah. a single page and, would be like then grandpappy died of consumption <laughs> no it's, uh, to the to the contrary each book is basically just one anecdote from the from the thing so like but then they're just okay. so it's scattershot you're not getting the whole sure. story so this isn't and, an alternate universe this isn't no. an alternate little house on the prairie verse uh it isn't except for Mary has those um, goggles that LeVar Burton wore on The Next Generation. <laughs> okay. Because when she goes blind, obviously in real life, she was just blind for the rest of her life. Sure. But in this book, mm-hmm. she is given the power of sight do they due to do, science fiction. Just out of pure curiosity, how good of a job do they do describing these people's backyards? <laughs> they, they do... The books uh, are 12 pages long, <laughs> 9 page are des- pages or description of a backyard. Well, luckily they're picture books, so there's actually just so an appendix. you can actually see the hand drawing the hand that's drawing the hand that's drawing the hand you just refer to the appendix b which is a schematic drawing of the backyard right and then the appendix c is the driveway so if you want to get the whole layout and appendix d is the patent for that eye eye visor yeah a blind person visor right so so what she did what what the family ingles did um in the 18 what the hell was that 1870s 80s uh, they would churn butter. Right. That's one thing they would do. 
Um, they would. They'd get to churning. They would get to churning. Um, pa would play his fiddle, and um, and then and then the kids would. That was like the most exciting thing I think that could Man, possibly. How did they happen. not just put a gun in their mouth? <laughs> Jesus. Well, they didn't have the. They didn't have the guns just for that very reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guns existed, but yeah, right. But they couldn't have them around. They because of keep the, them. Their you would. You wouldn't make it through one winter in Wisconsin with a gun in the house. Uh, but yeah. So and then they would make little straw dolls that they would then for Christmas they would get um, a like a dress for the doll. Mm. That was like the big present. So I don't know why. A, how do you make a? How do you, you? I guess do you make the doll to specifications? Like how do you buy a dress for something you've made? You don't buy the dress or the doll. You make both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you make the doll out of straw, and then someone else makes you a and dress. And then you take the same. You say you take the remaindered uh, corn cl- cloth husk, from sure. your from the from your own dresses. Okay. Oh, okay. Because like Ma would make the dresses. Oh, and so you look like the doll, right? So yeah, they should just put guns in their mouth. We, That's horrible. <laughs> but what's funny is now that actually exists in the form of this store that is the bane of my existence called the American Girl Store at the oh, Grove, sure, which is my daughter's favorite place in the world. Well, you know, well, here's here's my relationship with the American Girls. Okay. Um, my my little sister was sexual. Super, it's very sexual. <laughs> it's primarily a sexual yes. relationship. I cannot go within five hundred feet of that store. <laughs> we're, we're casually dating, but mostly we fuck. Right? Yeah. It's 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 you know it's it's weird. I don't have to text her every day. Right. It's sort of like have you read Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> it's like that. It's like the unabridged version. Um, my little sister was into American Girls when she was growing up, mm-hmm. and and you know it was. A, a girl from a point in history, right? And then the doll had all the appropriate yeah. period, appropriate clothes, and yeah. then the book that told the story of right. you know the prairie girl mm-hmm. or the slave girl or what have you. But yeah. now I guess history has been thrown out the window. Is it not about history anymore? Well, they've run out of times in history, right? So, so now they're not going into the future. They, There's like one girl. They should, yeah, right. <laughs> that would be one the next from a logical dystopia step. from like an apocalypse, <laughs> right? The Blade Runner apocalypse American Girl. Annie, yeah. Oh my god, I would love a Daryl Hannah from Blade Runner American Girl doll. Oh maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll just take some black spray paint. Sexually, too. we should explain. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but yeah, they've they've now they've just gone into like regions of america you know like there's the hawaiian oh every state sure. is now getting their own who would, i mean who wouldn't love the pacific northwest <laughs> like live out all yeah. year i could I, I, please i need the montana doll <laughs> yeah wide open spaces <laughs> uh yeah i that's big sky country you're talking about yeah right? sure is don't disparage it it's beautiful sorry there. no it's a beautiful <laughs> i've been to I, i've been to the bitter root valley of montana it's a beautiful place yeah yeah is the one from New Mexico just dressed like a jonesing extra from Breaking Bad? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's that guy who got the refrigerator dropped on his head. Yeah, it's his wife. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't... I Actually, don't even quote me on the, the states. I just... That's my sense is that there's a new doll every year. Okay. So, like, each year gets... It's like, this is the 2011 doll. And it's it seems like lately what I can glean from walking through there and trying not to lose my mind is that did you know this like hawaii was like the like 2009 or something are you sure it's not just the american ethnic series <laughs> it could be could be but yeah the uh but yeah so those dolls um what was i saying so we i have to go there all the time and um all the time well, every time we're at How the Grove... How did you find out about this thing? Well, my wife. <laughs> oh. Um, it's one of those things where you introduce something that you know your child will love, and then you rue the day that you ever introduced <laughs> it to them. You know what I mean? Because she just goes in there and plays. Like, we don't... It's not even... The good thing is, like, she's got some stuff from there, but it's not even that. It's just that I have to sit there while she plays 
which is nice that they let them do that. I actually, I should shouldn't be so hard on them. But is um, there like a dad area with like car magazines and? <laughs> If only. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should set that up because they do have a lot of room there. Like it, it's um, it's set a pretty up a little big... room like for stag flicks. Yeah. It's like yeah, a... watch some blue movies with the guys. It's a two story operation, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you've ever been there. But oh, boy. They've got two floors. I think it used to be FAO Schwartz, maybe. Uh, but it's now just dolls, top to bottom. Just so all dolls. They have an elevator. Maybe I'll just I'll, I'll renovate one of the elevators <laughs> into like a cool speakeasy for, for men. Yeah. Inside the elevator? Yeah, it's fun, right? You, you ride can hang up and out down for forty five <laughs> seconds at a time. Yeah, and then like I'll just you know I'll, I'll basically I'll, I'll it'll be like locked off like you because there's two elevators. One is for going up and down. The other one you have to have a key. So I'll make copies. There's also a key copying place at what the What about this? You, there's, just a, there's just a hole. Yeah. If you've got a dick, you can stick it in there. Yeah, just have a glory hole. It's just a dick. I mean, I don't... Well, this isn't a glory hole. It's a dick detector. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought, <laughs> oh, you, meant so... in, I thought you meant in place of everything. Right. Instead just of having a, this elevator. Just a glory hole. Yeah. Just... So you're saying dicks unlock the speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... Well, but then what about what dildos? A, yeah, what if a mom wants to see what's going on and just buys a hot dog? This is for <laughs> this is for gentlemen. Number one, this is a more sophisticated device than you're giving. So it this device for. can detect actual human penis as opposed to yeah, it's like one of those backscatter things. There's a person in another room, so they so they're not next to you. They see your dick. They Sounds like a glory hole dick. to me. <laughs> this is just a glory <laughs> hole, right? It's a 21st century glory hole. Yeah. They fillet your penis. Uh-huh. You don't know whether it's a man or a woman. By the way, I was thinking recently about the glory hole, and I think that is the funniest use that you could possibly invent for the word glory. Like, no, it's in- named after the movie Glory. <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> Denzel Washington. That was a deleted because scene. Because you imagine that it's Denzel something you're dead. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that's appealing to every man, gay or straight. Mm-hmm. If you got Denzel yeah. to suck your dick. I would actually... My personality is such that I would actually feel bad if if Denzel like I, I for Denzel for I would having feel, just I would, I'd be like level. I'm so sorry that you have to do this. Yeah, you've got train movies to make. <laughs> yeah, you've got like, train based is, action films. Like to we make. both we both know you're better than this. Like, this is not <laughs> yeah. just, just like you putting up that eBay auction. Denzel Washington should not have to take his time sucking my dick. <laughs> even if he enjoys that activity in general, I still feel like I would be wasting his time. They just well, I mean, the American Girl Corp is paying him very well okay All right. you should know that i mean yeah. denzel's career isn't what it used to be after the taking of pelham one two three yeah he's yeah. just hanging out with tony scott at this point yeah yeah that's a really that's a working relationship tony that's... scott won't shut up about jump cuts <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an onion headline <laughs> uh i'm sure he won't um and he, no, really I bet Tony it. Scott's just really fun to hang out with. I bet that's why he keeps doing all those Tony Scott movies. I bet it's just like real a lot <laughs> Maybe, of fun yeah. on the set. Yeah. Is Tony Scott black? <laughs> no. no, he's Australian. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, he's Ridley Scott's brother. The Scott, uh, the Scott, yeah. Scott brothers. Are they Australian? Oh, or, I thought they were British. I assume no, that I thought De- they were Australian. I could be wrong. I assume yeah. that Denzel did those movies because Tony Scott was black. No, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> because he was just like, well, at least there's a black guy making movies. You're thinking of Tony Rock. Oh, I am. That's Chris That's Rock's a, you know comedian what? brother. Now that I think about it, I'm thinking of Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. He also made some great films. Nonviolent protester. <laughs> yeah. And Martin Luther King Jr. So is this is this my future? Is my son going to find something as horrible 
is that well, what's, the, is the, what's the, the boy equi- I mean maybe maybe it'd be something like kind of kind of crazy like a Pokemon or a Digimon. The, I think oh, the boy I can, I can answer your question. The boy equivalent is the Thomas the Tank Engine train thingamajig, whatever hell the hell oh, that, that yeah. thing is called. Your son is going to get really into trains. Yeah, and he's going to want every goddamn car that they make and the tracks that you set up and takes up an entire room of your house and. It's it's that's I'm, almost worse actually. Yeah, now, uh, yeah, you know, this is something interesting that I guess I maybe I I, I wonder about your future as a dad, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, I think we related on this program a few times the story of in college when you made a girl cry because she said she liked Radiohead. Yes. <laughs> now uh, I did. Now you're not as full of pith and vinegar as you were before, but you definitely like. You mean piss and vinegar? We yes. were corrected by a number of people the last time you said. Pith I'm going to keep saying pith and vinegar. I like it. Yeah, I, right. I, I like it because it's a style choice that I'm making. It's it's. Fun- you don't have to indent paragraphs. Right. You 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 basically it's a it's a funny twist that can also be as anyone who hears you say it can assume that you just have a lisp and they can just right take it that route like, well, we, n- we now live we now i now live in a world where if i make a uh, an offhanded remark about people who like community sure america blames me for the cancellation slash hiatus of community. wait a minute what happened i don't mean about community a i know what weeks, happened to community a few <laughs> weeks ago I, I we were talking with a gentleman who's on the television program 30 rock mr keith powell mm-hmm. And I said that 30 Rock was the best show. And I said, sure, some people might say community because they like to see things that they recognize. <laughs> and then I said, a minute or two later, community, of course, I like community. Because I do. I like community. Mm-hmm. But the, there was a deluge, a deluge yeah. of comments about the time that Jesse single-handedly tore apart Community because he hates it so yeah. much. Yeah, you, you can't... That's one of those shows that you cannot ever say anything bad about because of the way the fans are. And that's so not exhausting. about the show. The show itself... It's a I funny mean, show. Maybe the style of the show invites that kind of fandom, but beyond that, I don't... You can't really blame the show for the way the fans are. I think it's the fact that it's a little bit struggling to... I think it's the show's fault. They're protective of it. <laughs> I do think it's the show's fault. Okay. I think they chose to make that kind of show. I agree, actually. If you want to get into a serious discussion about it, I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> but um, And I also agree with you about 30 Rock. Uh, I prefer it comedically. Um, although, I mean, it's, it's a tough call. Like There have been episodes of Community that have been unbelievably hilarious. And, and then 30 Rock, is, you know, they've had some misses. Let's just talk about every episode. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> start, all right. Okay, pilot pilots, to pilot. Pilot's episode. Pilot to pilot, I give it yeah. to 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> so wait, so Jesse, I wonder if you, are you afraid that your son will get into something, whether it's some sort of Here's like, the truth. kid's music, and you, are, you, are you afraid of making him cry? Like, I, I grew up in San Francisco, right? And I don't know, something about my family led me, like, I never really got into any of that stuff like pop culture things like things yeah like like dumb crappy stuff Mm -hmm. like i never had gi joes see you say that derogatorily and i take offense because one man's garbage is another man's gold (laughs) (laughs) i had some i had some secondhand masters of the universe i mean part of it was because i was so my my family was well that makes you gay first of all that makes you gay Not just because they were secondhand, but mostly because He-Man was, like, incredibly homoerotic. I had them, too. Like, that was my favorite thing. Well, it made me hard, absolutely made as a me kid. Gay. 
Uh, and all your gay experiences have been He-Man themed. Yes. I've like uh, It was with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> and I made him wear a helmet that had man-e faces. <laughs> I had a couple of secondhand Masters of the Universe and a couple of secondhand Transformers. Mm-hmm. And I was delighted by them. But, you know, I had blocks and shit. And right. I think that's like a San Francisco... I just think it's a combination That's a San Francisco of, treat. <laughs> I think it's a combination of the fact that I grew up sort of lower middle class. Mm-hmm. So my parents really couldn't afford to buy me toys. And it just wasn't... Like buying me new toys at Toys R Us right. like was not ridiculous. a priority. It's a yeah, ridiculous like, waste of money. Yeah. By any, so you only do that when you have money to waste. Yeah, uh, exactly. No one does that. When they're like, okay, I guess it's soup for dinner, but here's another dollhouse. But also, I mean, it's also worth considering that I went, you know, I went to uh, probably relatively progressive schools Mm -hmm. where that was not the main thing that was going on. Yeah, you grew up in an environment, I've gathered, you grew up in an environment where you weren't like ostracized for your, your your inability to relate to the whatever the heterosexual popular things. males <laughs> no like like you weren't you weren't yeah. punished by your peers for not having gi joe or not having whatever yeah the thing and i mean was. i collected baseball cards yeah. and i collected garbage pail kids before that mm-hmm. um but you know i it was never that kind of thing was never my priority i don't think my parents were ever really annoyed by something that i was into yeah so why here's my prediction you will try your damnedest to keep your son on that same path that you grew up on and he will infuriate you by being the most materialistic shallow dickhead of all time <laughs> who just wants the newest best greatest he will everything insist on bathing in axe for kids <laughs> lil axe yeah i mean lil axe. he's just gonna take Lil Axe for that lil asshole in your life. Well, the truth is, in this city, like you can, there's there's different neighborhoods and communities, and and like you can you can have you can give your child the whatever experience you want to give him. You know, it's it's not like it's not like you're going to be stuck. He's not going to be going to school with a bunch of like Beverly Hills millionaires. Uh, hey, but here's the thing: he is likely going to be going to school with a bunch of. Uh, first generation Mexican Mexican American immigrant children, mm-hmm. and so the volume of specifically Dora the Explorer, <laughs> but yeah. also there's a boy Dora too, right? Diego, okay, yeah, it's uh, her brother. Basically, all and ba- like basically the first generation immigrant. So it's not, experience. they're not lovers. It's not like a Buffy <laughs> Angel thing. No, okay, that has not been revealed. If it is or isn't, okay. <laughs> I think that they probably could not be more deeply immersed in that culture. Now, obviously, right. it's not the consumption part end of it, right? But you know, like their whole deal is they're trying to find a place in this American world, you mm-hmm. know, and and that's one of the great things about. I mean, like to me. Like as a kid who grew up on a farm who wished I had had more access to pop culture because I didn't get cable and all that other stuff, that is, to me is one of the great promises of America is that you can be a shallow materialistic prick <laughs> and, and just only care about whatever the TV tells you to care about. Did you wish? Did you wish that you had access to pop culture as a kid? Oh yeah, I was obsessed with it, and and the, the my deprivation was the main thing. That was like a, the main driving force of my childhood. I mostly like, just watched PBS as a kid. Uh, exactly. I, See, I, honestly, like we didn't have cable. Like I didn't have. My dad got cable yeah. when I was twelve. Yeah. Because he got an inheritance. <laughs> that was, that my is dad a, got an inheritance from an aunt who died he bought a um uh, he bought a used honda accord wagon mm-hmm. uh that 
they literally, my dad and my stepmother literally sold that car or junked it like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So they had that car for like 20 years. Nice. They're very um, reliable. They, my dad bought a television and he bought cable. And when he bought cable, he got, uh, he got that thing. He got the original like cable TV music service. Mm-hmm. He's like, this way we don't have to buy CDs. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I guess it, that probably still exists. Like if you go into the 800s on your cable box. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like Island Rhythms. Yeah, but yeah. this required a special box. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and that's what, he, that's so what he spent his inheritance on. He's like, I'm buying a, a high quality used car. Because at the time... But how does that work? He was that's driving a subscription. An, he was driving another car that he had also inherited. Uh-huh. Um, and that was a 1977 Chevy Nova mm-hmm. uh, that was metallic brown. Um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, that was not a good car. Mm-hmm. I want to know because, like, cable you have to pay for it every month. So you had to pay every month for the uh, f- for the music, music service. Too, yeah. yeah, there was like eighty channels or something. So what I'm asking is, did he put aside like he's like part of this inheritance is going to ensure that forevermore we, didn't we will have, have cable <laughs> and music cable. We didn't have a color television. Uh-huh. That's how. Like this was 1992. Two mm-hmm. and we did not have a color television. We had a black and we had two black and white televisions. Yeah, um, one of which he had inherited from the same friend that he inherited the Chevy Nova from. Well, what difference did it make if all you were watching was Truffaut on PBS? <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I I really liked. I like to watch Square One. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of Newton's Apple. Did you uh, Ira Plato? Three, two, one, contact. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I don't know what that was. that show has kind of changed over time, but like when I was a kid, that show was great. And does three, two, one, contact still exists? I, I think it does actually. The inertia in now public an, television. Now it's anime robots, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually it's it's just a, a robotic penis entering a robotic vagina for thirty minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then just at the end, it just says, math. <laughs> Brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Electricity! Yeah. Exclamation mark. I think that uh, I, I was... I. It seems like it seems like m- the modern child is into a lot of anime. Is that I don't correct, know. Do my think? my daughter isn't old enough to be... Like, that's that'll come maybe at some point. But yeah. uh, it does seem like... It, I, you see it in places that you didn't used to see it. Like yeah, like I feel like you know, like when I was growing up, definitely like if you liked anime, you were like a were pasty cool. metal guy. You were a yeah. very well, yeah. committed nerd, right? Yeah, you yeah. weren't just a casual nerd. You were a nerd who found who was on the lookout for yeah. things to make you more nerdy. Sure. Yeah, you would have to go to a specific neighborhood, and then in that neighborhood, a specific store just to get right, whatever a the thing robo was. Robotech video. Or yeah, because that was like I mean, I don't, the internet wasn't really around. Like yeah, was, yeah. So like. Or maybe you, it was the early were, version of it was. You were a nerd with your own shovel to dig your hole deeper. Sure. By the way, I heard some some nerds on the playground the other day, and this this scared the shit out of me because I realized this is what's happened. You know, the, these were what are these child nerds or adult nerds? Yeah, yeah. This is well. Here's what happens: like you go to the they playground. were adult nerds, and they were talking about molesting children. <laughs> this sure. is this is one of my big pet peeves as a father of a three year old. Uh, you go, you take your child to the playground, and there's like you know jungle gym, all sorts of stuff for them to play on. And then 
for fucking some reason, then the 12 year olds just start ironically playing on the playground. <laughs> they're like, ha ha. And they're like jumping off of the top thing sure, and stomping and loud. on it. Yeah. yeah sure. And just being like, Hey shit, fuck fucking shit. Fuck. Hey, yeah, like sure. they're, they're like quoting some fucking thing I've never heard of, but it's full of swears. <laughs> right. And, and like, it's probably odd future <laughs> when I, when something is happening in youth culture and I don't understand it, I just think it's a reference to odd future. Okay. Wait, maybe you guys can actually tell me what this quote is from. Oh yeah, sure. Cause you're in the, you're a fucking nerd. No, I don't know. Sure, sure. Uh, no, you're younger. Than, so like you might even yeah. know because I got the sense that this was some cool thing either okay. on the sure. internet or maybe. We should explain that Matt's frame of cultural <laughs> reference ends roughly with the Fresh Prince and <laughs> maybe Back to the Future 2. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three, I couldn't. I, yeah. I, I could not truck that Wild West <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> milieu. Um, so, yeah. the um, <laughs> So these guys are going, hey. I just hate fucked your inbox with my. I, I just spam fucked my hate mail with your inbox or something. What what is that? Ooh, don't know. Okay, don't know. <laughs> so anyway, they they couldn't get the quote right either, but it was something with uh, with hate fucking an inbox. That's actually an alternate way to get into a speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, but here's what I realized because these kids were nerds, mm-hmm. straight up nerds. But nowadays, nerds are. Like here's what's happened. Chris Hardwick had he had a noble vision of nerds being and others like him sure. of nerds being like handsome, handsome and, <laughs> and confident and 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 having the wherewithal to do do productive things with their mm-hmm. with their uh, with their talents and their ingenuity and intelligence. But but all that has really happened on the uh, you know like the micro level on the on the str- in the streets where Chris won't show his face anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that fucking... This is like when uh, Janet Jackson did that <laughs> mini commercial and didn't actually shoot it in Brooklyn. Yes. It's fucking Oh, sorry. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> oh, okay. What did yeah. I say? Janet I, Jackson? Yeah. I didn't know what you meant, but I was going to yes Someone and. got mad at Jennifer Lopez recently. She, oh, shot, a, she shot a car com- commercial. Oh, that's it was, a horrible it was, commercial, too. It was driving through a... Brooklyn-y looking neighborhood, yeah, but it turned out not to be Brooklyn, and now people are mad. <laughs> That's bullshit. How dare she? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know what you. That's the, the worst thing she did since she stole that beat from the Beat Nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Am I right? High fives. Uh, so nerds, so fucking nerds, like twelve-year-old nerds who used to just sit, you know, quietly and work on whatever they were working on and and maybe get beat up sometimes, which I'm not saying that's a good thing. But now they have confidence and they're cocky and arrogant. So they're stomping around with their nerdiness. And, and I think it's probably Hardwick's fault. Yeah. They're wreaking havoc with with just impune. They, 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 they don't there's no well, check and balance anymore. Here's, here's what I here's what I think. Yeah, I've, I've I've thought about this topic some about like I think I think, you know, the consensus now is that. Nerd doesn't mean what it used to because right. the most famous movie is Harry Potter right. and every actress and that every is press mo- junket <laughs> says she loves Guitar Hero. And that is the most famous movie, by the way. It like, is the most famous that, that movie. That movie can't go anywhere without getting <laughs> hounded by the press. I know. <laughs> it has to like go yeah. up to the mountains just to get oh, man, some that me movie, time. That movie can't stop getting its dick sucked. <laughs> That's right. By, by, by other the, movies. By Denzel Washington. By Denzel mostly. Washington. Um. I think in actuality, being a nerd is probably really similar. I think that if you are a super introvert nerd, your life is not any better than it was in 1982. Well, there's always going to be a level that you're you're basically – you have Asperger's syndrome. and Sure. So like that's – you're right about that. There's no question that there – and when I was a kid, that didn't – Like the guys who were buying soldering stuff from Circuit City or Radio Shack are now just doing something else. And I don't – and that's – and you know what? You're right about that and and – 
I, my heart goes out to, to people who are really sure. introverted and, and have trouble, you know, socializing. My problem is with the people who are kind of bullies, mm-hmm. but now, I mean, I guess it's, I, I don't really know what my problem is, except that I know, now bullies are talking about, um, you know, hate fucking my spam box. Well, or whatever well, but, but I think, I think that is, that's always been a kind of nerd is the loud asshole nerd. I guess uh, so. So I think that these, I think these But they used divisions... to be, they used to be kept in check by the other type of bullies. Oh, and yeah. now And now well, I, I think feel those, like. I think those same kids who were talking about, hate fucking your spam box <laughs> on the playground. Yeah. I think if they were a ra- like they're on a playground in front of a bunch of kids, so I yeah. think they you know, they felt like they were cocks of the walk. But I think if they were in a place with uh handsome athletic peers, they probably oh, wouldn't maybe. have been acting yeah. like that. Yeah. That anger is really a key element, I think, of genuine nerdiness. I mean if yeah. you th- if we take, for example, our friend Chris Hardwick mm-hmm. as the example, mm-hmm. I think Chris is a little bit too handsome to be a nerd. Um, he loses. I, that is the I, knock I, on him. Yes, <laughs> I find it. I find it difficult to to believe him uh, when he's just saying different nerd stuff that he likes. Well, this is the weird thing, uh, though. But he, he really is. But here's the thing: if you talk to him, you know that he's. I, of course, we've known Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick is absolutely a since a sincere uh, guy. He is the person he represents himself. He, as. Kn- he knows way too much about Dungeons and Dragons to be fronting like he a nerd. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but the thing, the thing that I, if I ever had any doubt that chris was not who he represented himself as mm-hmm. um i think the easy way to tell is to get him a little bit angry about nerd stuff yeah and you see when you when chris when our friend chris hardwick gets angry yeah. you see immediately the nerd come yeah because the height the voice goes up and the, yeah like he, gets... he he is ready to defend himself from getting beaten up yeah at any fucking right, turn right and but that's because he grew up in the 70s and, and 80s when you i think you had to and i i just wonder if if that is gone i mean i don't know if it's good or bad i just know that on the playground are you suggesting that we it. should beat up more nerds yes mm-hmm. that's exactly what i'm proposing Let's, but, but but bring back the old stuff wedgies <laughs> swirlies look i'm i'm saying we get a van we round them up we bring them to your backyard and we wrestle them <laughs> <laughs> right we hit them with pipes right. taken from your gazebo can i ask you guys can i ask you guys a, a sincere question mm-hmm. uh matt you grew up in what upstate new york yeah and jordan you grew up in orange county california did either of you guys ever get like beat up after school no was jordan did you ever get beat up yeah after no school? you know and I, I i yeah i was in one fight in fourth grade uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I mean, you I... brought I, out a knife and people knew not to fuck with you. <laughs> exactly, sure. It was the first day of fourth grade, and fourth grade is a lot like prison. Sure. Right? You beat up a guy. You gotta show your strength. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, my, yeah, I, my, my, my existence was relatively bully-free. Yeah, like, I, I have, I never, ever had that problem. I mean, I grew up in a rough neighborhood, and, you know, once every six months, I would get, you know, jumped by mm-hmm. a guy with a knife who wanted my wallet. Right. Um, but it wasn't a matter of, it wasn't a matter of someone beating me up for being a poindexter. Yeah, that, I, I went to, uh, like, I grew up in a very rural area and, and went to private school because the public schools were not good where I lived. So I, I don't, 
I think and no because one... your family's racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anyone ever got beat up at the schools I went to. You know, it just didn't happen. It would have been it would have been shocking if anyone had ever gotten in a fight. You know, it would have been crazy. Because that is the thing. Instead, we just we actually just uh, tortured each other psychologically with insults and like it was a hundred times worse. Like actually, in retrospect, it would have been better to just get beat up once and have it be over with rather yeah. than like everyone calling everyone else a faggot every day for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so much more damaging but uh yeah i don't know but yeah so i did i did the only time i ever um was the victim of physical violence was i got jumped at a at an amusement park in springfield massachusetts oh um and that was sh- that was weird it was weird to well amusement parks well, you were are fucking to- full of shady ass this fucking was, it, kids. yeah this was like a this was not a like a friendly it, it is it has since been turned into a six flags but back then it was an independently owned amusement park which sure. which of course means it's you know run by carnies and freaks and like it's really sketchy. <laughs> but I mean, amusement parks are fucking genuinely sketchy as shit. Yeah, it attracts the like you the go, lower elements of society. You fucking take your ass to Vallejo, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with you're dealing with people whose claim to fame is that they're second cousins with E40. <laughs> yeah, and down here, um, the um, Knott's Berry Farm. Well, Knott's Berry Farm. That's probably is that where you went growing up? Uh, yeah, Disneyland. I mean, yeah, yeah. That was it's kind of. But what about in in Magic Mountain in um, wherever that is uh, Valencia? Valencia. Yeah. That has now become, you know, all you hear about is the gang violence in the parking lot at Magic sure. Mountain, which is like to me, it's like okay, at least some element although that does sounds a little extreme but i'm glad that the tradition of uh violence at yeah. amusement parks is being kept alive <laughs> i guess i guess about the gang members do they have season passes <laughs> I would hope is that so. how that works they get they go they they're not dropping 50 bucks per gang fight right no what they do is they go in early december they buy a ticket and one ticket gets them the whole next year for free gotcha. it's one of those promotions it's the, the few power 106 for... promotion <laughs> well they drink a lot of sprite and they bring in the cans oh, they get sure. six dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. off okay yeah, and then they go watch somebody, you know, lip sync to Miley Cyrus. It's <laughs> mainly what's happening there, right? God, you know what? You know what? Um, Jonathan Colton told me. I was talking to him about, you know, being worried that, you know, I was I was going to raise my kid in Los Angeles, and I was going to have an Angelino for a kid, and it was going to be like, it was going to be like a being a you know, a first generation immigrant, like your kid wants to go to the mall and you're like, why do you want to go to the mall? Don't you want to stay? Don't you want to till the soil? <laughs> Don't you want to stay here and make masa for the tortillas? Yeah. And, um, he just told me, yeah, they're pretty much just going to do what they're going to do. Jesse. That is the truth. And also, you know, I mean, I don't know what your exact fear is because this area the mall is probably one of the top. Well, then ones. you're fine because either the area that you live in is basically, I think, you know, is, is analogous to San Francisco in terms of its. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. It's not as cool. It's not as great as your fair city, but basically the vibe of you know, like Mount Washington and Los Feliz. It's 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 not. You're basically. It's not the stereotypical L.A. that like Mike cousins think where where they're like oh so you uh buy all your clothes on rodeo drive huh it's like no <laughs> okay wait i had i i don't spend a lot of time in any stereotypical los angeles places yeah but uh yesterday one of my favorite thrift stores uh they've gone to this merchandise system where they put all, all new merchandise like once every two or three months mm-hmm. and so they have a big sale the day that they put out the new merchandise and you go and you stand in line you take a number 
This is sounding more and more pathetic the deeper I get into it. But anyway, I was number 122. So I went, I picked up my number, and then I went to wait for the store to open. It was like an hour before the store was going to open. Mm-hmm. And I sat down. This is, in, uh, this, is in like, this is in like West Los Angeles. Sat down in this coffee bean and tea leaf. And um, I, I, was, I was alone at a table. And uh, just this, there was one parking spot open right out front. And just so, like, to a comical extent, a luxury sport utility vehicle would pull into the spot. A lady wearing leggings and uh, sort of fur boots with pom-poms yeah. would come in. And they. what was amazing to me about them was how loud they yelled. <laughs> like, every single one of them had this tone of voice like, Hey, Luis! Like... Like every single one of the people, it was as though they had never been somewhere where they felt they didn't belong. Yeah. Or like as though they had never, at no point in their life. They hadn't wanted total attention drawn on them. (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe now's not the time to have total attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like that had never come up for them. Like there'd just never been an issue that there was any time when they wouldn't be. It. The most important thing in the vicinity. Yeah, and yeah. it was a real... I felt like I got a real cultural education as seven of those women came in consecutively. Right. Well, the other thing I will say, though, to, to ease your, your fear is that I, I do... You have to, at the end of the day, as a parent, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust your you know, your family, uh, and, and you, meaning you and your wife, um, to instill the values that you that you care about in your child, like whether they, whether they, they will deviate from that at some stage of, of adolescence or whatever it is, but they usually will come back around just like you probably came back around to your parents way of living and, and believing. Ultimately, I think what's really important is, is that my wife and I are going to raise Simon as a shaker. (laughs) And by the time he's 20 or 25, I think he'll be making beautiful, simple furniture. That sounds great. Did you know that I grew up, like that's where I grew up is the, the Hancock shaker village, uh, in Western Massachusetts was like basically my backyard. Um, (laughs) That's shakers. No fucking right. Uh, (laughs) that is true. Yes. They did not procreate. Uh, hard to maintain a religion when sure. you are not allowed to. Yeah, procreate. they really did a great job. It's amazing how well they, they did. Yeah. I guess they just they just preyed on orphanages, or I don't know what's how they the, did yeah, it. I don't know. Like it's just such a hard sell. I mean, what's the what's the appeal? What yeah, you, they let anybody join. I mean, they would. Let, well, the like, appeal is is primarily furniture. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know yeah, if you've seen their furniture. furniture yes. Their furniture is fucking amazing. It's the best. It's awesome. It's stunning. Yeah. And also circular stone barns. I don't know if you've ever seen those. It's oh. really, really beautiful. That was really nice. Yeah, but the, the first school I ever went to was um, was at a shaker farm that had been converted into a school. And it was like a bunch of hippies uh, running this dumb Here's school. Here's the thing. Like, as dumb as hippie shit is, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like scheming on how to get my kid into some hippie bullshit. Well, you are because living in the right neighborhood. If I think that's worst, where th- if his worst, if his worst thing is that he he comes home with a solstice card for me, <laughs> like I would just be delighted yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. No, there is a school near here um, that we looked at for Zoe, a preschool, and it's like they have farm animals. That's it's one of those schools. Oh wow! Where there's like a goat uh, at the school. <laughs> the goat teaches the class. <laughs> I think the goat I'm sorry, did you say there's a school with a goat? <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure there's a goat. What's yeah. it called? Los Angeles Goat Academy. <laughs> uh, Principal Billy. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah it's um yeah it's tin, awesome tin cans and such yeah. I, they actually they have like a fair they had a they had a fair that was open to the public. Time, everybody. <laughs> tin cans for Use all tin cans. <laughs> yeah it's 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 really cool take you know what i'll let you know next time because they do periodically have like a fair that everyone, the public is welcome, and we went last time, and it was awesome. So, what, like, what, what, bring... what, what made you choose not to bring her there? It's just the location. Did she not get along with the goat? <laughs> she and the, the goat, goat, goat did goat said some racist shit. <laughs> it was weird. Like she's more of a sheep person, okay. and he's yeah, you yeah. Know, So it was a little awkward. No, it was it was just location wise, not the most convenient. Sure. But um, but it was <laughs> like my my wife was seriously like bummed. She was like, "Oh, I want I want goat to go school. there." Want, you know what they say on. are the three most important words when you're choosing a preschool: goats, goats, goats. <laughs> <laughs> location, location, goats. <laughs> we'll be back. Location of goats. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Matt Belknap, the entrepreneur. Hey, let's talk about sponsors, shall we? Yes. Uh, first of all, our thanks to MakePixelArt.com. It's a great website, Matt, to go uh, if you want to make some pixel art. I want to. Yeah, well, MakePixelArt.com. It's as easy as that. Cool. What are you going to draw? Um, I don't know. Maybe a goat. <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking about those, so uh, you should... I'd like, to see, I'd like to see more goat art. Yeah. Just goat-driven and focused art. Well, your son has a goat uh, pa- painting or poster, really, yeah. in his room. And Billy it's Whiskers. Very awesome. So I think he's destined to go to the goat school. If we yeah. Jump yeah just, I, I know you're not much of a bar goer, but there's a bar by my house called The Surly Goat that has exclusively goat-themed art on the walls. Oh, that oh, yeah, sounds right. fun. From the, from the owners of the Snuggly Duckling. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a Rapunzel <laughs> reference. It's tangled. Um, <laughs> the other thing my daughter won't stop watching. <laughs> that's the one thing that Matt can reference. We should explain. That's the one thing since Back to the Future right. 2 that Matt does know about. Tangled. Mm-hmm. Um, so makepixelart.com. That's covered. Thank you very much to makepixelart.com. Uh, you should go there to make some pixel art. Uh, hey, how about this? Here is a happy birthday message to Morgan from Anne. Anne says, happy birthday. I did not truly know what it meant to be in the Boner Society until I met you. No. Ad how, Astra, my come sweet. On. With all due respect, how the fuck is that your business? Like, <laughs> can't they just communicate one t- directly? <laughs> well, it's a part of our, it's part of how we make money, Matt. Yeah, this oh. is how we make a living. Oh, I didn't realize Bell that map. was paid. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were just, out of the kindness Dude, of your heart. Oh, no, no, God, you were no. passing on messages God, no. People. God, no. No, we certainly, we don't care about our fans, if that's no. what you think. We yeah. wouldn't do something out of niceness. <laughs> that, I just didn't, I, this, this is a new wrinkle to me. I didn't oh, realize. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool because because my just i apologize but my initial reaction was those people can make a phone call or email each other they don't sure. need to do this or they can go fuck themselves <laughs> yeah these people we should also explain that upwards of 40 percent of our audience communicate exclusively via podcast <laughs> it's sort of like it, it's, it's the carrier of, pigeon of the 21st century oh sure uh, they're mostly spies mm-hmm. and the messages are mostly coded it's sort of like a yankee hotel foxtrot type thing I, I've often wondered kind that. Kind of it's a wind talker situation. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, didn't, I always wonder that because I run a message board and I always feel like anytime you see a, a me- anything that's a, a weird nonsense, a, a little bit of a weird message on a message board, you're like, this is probably a spy communicating with yeah. another spy, right? <laughs> well, you know what you got to do? You got to punch it into ENIAC. 
Oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, it's the world's first supercomputer. Supercomputer. Oh, okay. Is that from Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't. Again, if it's not from Back to the Future, two. <laughs> Um, if you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse, go email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. If you want to get on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse, go. Jordan Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Belknap, the barber. Um, Jordan, I can't help but notice that... Uh, Right there next to you, you appear to have a gorgeous box. It's, it's true, I do. It looks like we've gotten something in the mail. There's a little card for... Uh, should I open the card yeah, first? open the card okay. first. You, always should, you should always open the card first. Can I have a little card opening music? I almost don't want to finish opening the card because I like this tune so much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hi, Jordan and Jesse. I'm not skimming this beforehand, so this could be filthy. Yeah. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. We love the show. And or purely promotional. Something to show <laughs> our appreciation. Uh, I like to make jams and pickles, so I made Jesse some Satsuma marmalade and cauliflower pickles. Oh, holy shit. Jer- Jordan, we sent a t-shirt from the arcade that Art, my boyfriend, runs, and some Nintendo slash Mario Brothers related toys, as well as a toy for his cat. But there are also beverage koozies from the arcade, Ground Control, for both of you and Teresa. Happy holidays and much love, uh, Sashi and Art from Portland, Oregon. Oh, yeah, Thank Ground you Control. so much, yes, Sashi I and been Art. To, uh, I, I make it a, a point to visit Ground Control every time I'm in Portland. It's a great spot. I believe that's spelled with a K. It is. Yeah. Oh, here's a picture of them and their cat. They're a handsome uh, pair, trio if you count the cat. Hey. Are they? Let me, let me take a look. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Take that for a spin, huh? Hello. Look out. Yeah, I wouldn't mind fucking that guy. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, see it's a uh, it's a oh, reverse. Yes. Everything in here, <laughs> everything is in here that they said is in there. <laughs> I know me taking it out for the benefit of the listener does nothing. That cat looks just like the cat I had growing up. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely Fuzzy. cat. Do you think it's possible they stole your cat? I, it, I, that Fuzzy did go missing mysteriously about twelve years ago. There you go. <laughs> Fuzzy went to live on a farm where she'd be happier. Did I mention that Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear? <laughs> you didn't. Shall we go to the phones? Oh, but I should also just point oh. out, she makes uh, she makes her own pickles and jam. He runs a grown-up arcade. This is the king and queen of Portland. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should. I feel like this is a good opportunity they to own mention. A, if they also are part of a bike co-op, maybe that'll be the, uh, that'll, that's the nail in the coffin. I think you can assume they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Satsu- Let's just go ahead and assume that. Satsuma season is upon us. Yeah. Um, and I bought... I brought about 20 or 25 pounds of Satsumas to the podcast-a-thon to Correct. share with people. They thought they could also apparently keep my reusable <laughs> grocery bags, which oh, I thought was a load of bullshit. They learned better. Yeah. What if somebody put some Satsuma peel in one of the bags? Oh. Give me a break. That's disgusting. Foul. Low class. I mean, I know they're easy to I thought our fans peel. were better than that. That's really disappointing to Matt, me. did you know about Satsumas going into this thing? No, I did not. These things are tremendous, right? That is unbelievable. Now all I want are Satsumas because two things... I hate seeds, and right. I hate difficult-to-peel yes, citrus. Yes, And this, and you love flavor. I do, well, obviously. These things are fucking flavor-packed. Oh, my God. They're so good. I've, I've been living in Clementine Town for too long. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome in. That's Come a, in. You've, you've been in a ghetto, my friend. You've been in a fruit ghetto. <laughs> no Come kidding. in, sir. It's warm inside. Why don't they have 
Satsumas at Trader Joe's, which is my local. Sometimes market. they do, but they often don't. I don't want to have to go. Maybe one of the Russian places in our neighborhood. I'll yeah, tell you. You know, that, uh, that Whole Foods. Oh, uh, they do have yeah, it? in the Russian neighborhood. They got them at El, <laughs> El Superior. Uh, it's not convenient to me. Mm-hmm. And that Whole Foods, it's, it's pricey, but I guess I'll do it if I have to. I just feel bad when we do this. They, they only grow Satsumas in California and Louisiana. And so if you're in the Northeast, if you're in the Northern Midwest, you might have a hard time getting Satsumas. But I'll tell you, it's fucking worth it. Here's the thing. I'm... I'm we're looking to move, my wife and I. And you thinking about moving to Louisiana? I'm thinking about Satsumas? moving to Satsuma Town. In the crowds? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to put on the top of my list of priorities, ahead of number of bedrooms, ahead of air conditioning, whatever else, Satsuma tree in backyard. That is the most important thing. Oh, man. That would really be something. If you get Wouldn't Satsumas it? in your backyard, you right? probably have to have a couple so they could cross-pollinate, right? I don't know. I don't know how those things work, but I'm going to make it my life's mission to figure it out. <laughs> I almost said you're not an animal behaviorist. <laughs> I think that's a dog trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a dog trainer. Okay, let's go to the telephone calls uh, and hear some momentous occasions. We ask, of course, that when something momentous happens to you, give us a call at 206-984-4FUN. Uh, let's go to the tape. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and fabulous guest. Uh, I have a momentous occasion Uh, I just received a text from one of my husband's female coworkers. He wanted her to text him, and he gave her my phone number by mistake. So uh, the good news is I now know that my husband is way too dumb to ever cheat on me. Uh, So I'm pretty happy, and I thought you guys would like that. Love the show. Bye. I just assumed that was going to go to a darker place. Yeah, me too. I was disappointed. Yeah, that's a that's called. Yeah, us. I guess we we've, we've never got like a super a super morose or or like crushing momentous occasion. I think we've gotten a couple. Yeah, I, mean, I think you might have blocked them out in your mind. <laughs> Could be. Could be. That's how you stay so happy. You yeah. just you, you just remove any negative thoughts from your brain yeah. as soon as they come in. They go out. Uh, on an unrelated note, the movie Hi, The Descendants so is ten I'm minutes not- long. <laughs> <laughs> Calling for straight talk for teens because I'm really stressed out about calling. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm saving that straight talk for teens. I accidentally played the wrong call and I played it when Jordan was trying to make a joke. Mm-hmm. I apologize for all of the joke. above. And it was a terrible cell phone connection. Let's this for all those reasons. Hello, this is Dylan in San Francisco. And I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. I've been towed. Just got towed my car twice. In two weeks, so I'm down like a thousand dollars. But hey, I'm just at a bar and I found a five dollar bill under a table. So, you know, I'm just chipping away at that thousand dollars without even trying. So, thank you very much. Go, Jordan, just to go. It seems like the secret to success in life is drinking. I I mean, he never would have found that $5. I mean, maybe he would have been at the bar for some other reason. Was but. he calling from the bar? Because it sounded like he was calling from a boxcar. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is in San Francisco. There's a lot of different theme what bars. What the hell was going on back there? This is... This is this is an orphan family-themed bar based around the boxcar children. Yeah, that's, I would love... That would be gr- a you great... You do a shot, you solve a mystery. It'd be a great theme you bar. Is yeah. you, you, get on, you, get, you walk into the bar, and then it, it leaves the station. Go, Where am I going? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who now, knows? Now I have to travel to Alaska. <laughs> sure. Uh. 
Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. Uh, this is Jason uh, from Burbank calling. Uh, I am uh, for the first time drunk uh, before a flight. I'm heading home. Well, I'm heading to St. Louis for Thanksgiving. And there's a gentleman nearby me who's wearing a shirt with a scooter on the front and on the back. It says, whoever said money can't buy happiness never bought a scooter. And I don't know if that's true, but the shirt makes me happy. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. He sounded happy. <laughs> he sounded fucking over the moon. Did, yeah. he, did he mean first tr- time drunk ever or first time drunk before a flight? I think first time drunk ever. Yeah, I should hope. I well, I should hope that's not the first time you get drunk just before before a flight in an airport bar. That's I mean that's, that's going to we- sour you on alcohol for life. That's a weird time That'd to be get terrible. drunk for the first time. Well, not if you see a T-shirt like that one. <laughs> on the yeah. other hand, I don't know. I didn't love that. I mean, it sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you don't drink, right? No, I don't drink. I don't drink either. And I uh, not that How long ago. How are you guys going to find five bucks? <laughs> not that long ago, I was a, a at a social occasion. Uh, with uh, radio celebrity Ira Glass. Mm -hmm. And he casually revealed in conversation as he was enjoying a a scotch or something like that, Mm -hmm. uh, that he didn't drink until he was 30. And now I feel like it's incumbent upon me to start drinking now that I'm 30. Well, you know what's weird? Because you you model your life after Ira Glass? Is that... I don't know. Why why was that more significant? Well, I never had a significant date in my life to start drinking. And so now it seems like since he started in this really weird time in his life, Mm -hmm. and I happen to be that age now... Yeah, that's baffling to go that long and then start. But but I I will say, Jesse, your personality... And he is a violent drunk, I should say. (laughs) Right. So maybe that's a vote against. But uh, I, I, you seem like the kind of guy who would um, be kind of like a wine nerd and like have, uh-huh. a, have like a really, you know, expensive single malt scotch in your cabinet. Like you, you, I could see you the way you nerd out about about clothes and stuff. I could see I you like being to, that way about alcohol. I think I might enjoy drinking a cocktail. Yeah, that's sure. what I would imagine myself drinking more than more than a single malt, malt scotch or a fine wine. I I can imagine myself drinking like an old fashioned. Okay, yeah, I mean it all goes to to the sort of max fun lifestyle. Like that's a big part of the max fun con, and, yeah. and the fact that you don't imbibe is which, is by little... the way, thank you everyone. Sold out in five days. <clears throat> Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm not going to say too much about this, mm-hmm. but if you were disappointed and you couldn't get tickets, well, there is the wait list. But if you happen to be free in the fall and you live somewhere within driving distance of the Poconos, that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. That's the end of that conversation. I'm shutting it down. All right. Oh, uh, on the on the topic of late in life drinking, uh, my good buddy Laurel, her boyfriend uh, Jake. Oh, and here's something I'm having a problem with. When I'm referring to the significant others of friends, but I also consider them my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel free, I feel obligated to add my friend's boyfriend or my friend's wife. Like right. I should just call them all my friends. Yeah, yeah. Point, you, you fucked all of them. <laughs> I know, right? We don't need to know the like genealogy of how. Right. It does nothing to, to the story. <laughs> it does nothing to the story. Um, he was in his early thirties, and he had his first drink. And he's a sound mixer on movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had his first drink because uh, Michael Bay offered to buy him a twenty dollars scotch. <laughs> uh, so he's like, "Well, fuck. When I mean, I should probably do this." 
Uh, and now he is he has turned into kind of like a fine Scotch nerd, uh, and he was like he was a minor threat listening to hardcore right. guy, right? And that's why he didn't straight drink. Edge. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, now he seems he's very. Pretty a nice sure time. Matt and I are just dorks. Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's it's too it it would be too complicated at this point in my <laughs> life to start drinking. It's like I don't need to fucking learn. I, first of all, you have to learn right how. Yeah, you won't like it the first couple times. Yeah. So you have to train. Yeah, and that seems like the ship has sailed on that. And then also, just I am who I am. I don't even you know. I'm, I have a, enough problems. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, you got the American Girl place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That place would be a little more fun drunk, probably though, huh? Jordan. Jesse, possible guest. Uh, what the fuck is this person calling from the Fortress of Solitude? I am calling in with a momentous occasion. I am a student of 26. I am a robot that lives inside a spacecraft. Another robot. <laughs> Six years old, living in Chicago. About two weeks ago, I was stressing over whether or not and how I would break up with my girlfriend of two years. I finally pulled the trigger. It went off without a hitch, and uh, cut to two weeks later. Right. I think moment, I'm going to get away with it. <laughs> I am sitting in the hot tub of a hot to trot forty year old divorcee <laughs> who is cooking me dinner currently. I uh, thought of you guys because I was sitting here soaking, listening to Jordan Jesse go. And, uh, yeah, I just okay. thought I'd thank you guys for years of uh, wonderful... <laughs> is David Lynch directing our calls now? Like, what is it? I not this only... the craziest shit. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel like... I feel like momentous occasion and... There's a fine line between momentous occasion and brag, but I felt like that was brag. You got... Like, that, that phone call made me hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Like, first of all, you're bragging. That, like, the, the situation alone is gross. But now... Second of all, realize, that woman is Matt's ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> but think about the fact that that guy is hot to trot. That's I her name. She's a... <laughs> That's true. She's a character in Leisure Suit Larry, isn't she? <laughs> but that guy was on a cell phone in a hot tub in a woman's apartment. I don't know, and I oh, like our show, it. but don't listen to it before you bang somebody. Jesus, put yeah, on what's, some, put what's on he some listening to? Jazz, put on some Dave Cos. That guy is, is he listening on the boner his... society too literally? Yeah, is he on, is he listening in his earbuds on a, on a phone, or is he, does he put it on the the, the stair? What, like, what is it? Are they both listening? Is did he actually use the phrase "hot to trot"? <laughs> like is that a thing that happened in real life i have a recording of it and yet i, I don't to, believe I need, it. To, I need to hear that part again can you play that part again i can well no i can't i'm not gonna God damn it search through the whole thing it was all probably all a dream are we are we sure he was was he might have been talking about the movie hot to trot that's the only thing i yeah. wanted to change <laughs> i'm about to watch the movie hot to trot starring bobcat gold do you think that was bob goldthwaite calling in that guy's a hell of a guy that's the only thing that could make that phone call more repulsive as if they were going to be watching Hot to Trot. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jordan, Jesse Go, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Matt Belknap, unnicknamed. I hope that people will take this opportunity to visit com, visit podcast.com, and spend a little time with Matt Belknap on the internet. I'd love it. It's 
great. It's a great way to get to know Matt Belknap. That's Why where not? I got to know Matt Belknap. And then one day I emailed him and asked him if I could call him on the phone because I was in L.A. and I was wondering if there was any good comedy shows to go see. Oh. And he was really nice about it. I didn't know that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. I was in college and at the time. And a hilarious one. <laughs> um, yeah, not all stories have to be funny. Sometimes they're just... <laughs> no, they that do. one was touching. Yeah, this, no, it, was, it was poignant. <laughs> this charity auction is already up to $10.50. That's nice. why you post it during the show, because people listen in. Sure. How are they hearing this? Well, presumably they, they got microphones in our house, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I presume they're in the KGP. Yeah. Most of our listenership are spies, you may remember. Yeah. Um, oh, and they keep posting on my message board, too. <laughs> search, search for JJ Go on eBay and bid on this thing. Uh, it's one of the only ways you can give money to the Franklin Township Food Bank <laughs> in Princeton, New Jersey. <laughs> the other way is to go to the Franklin Township Food Bank. Hey, speaking of charity, me and Jordan are going to be hosting a show at Cal State University Long Beach in Long Beach, California mm-hmm. on Friday night. The city they call Long Beach? Yeah, it also features uh, Jordan Jesse Go favorites uh, Dominic Dirk. Circus and uh, DC Pearson, two of our uh, great pals from uh, Derek Comedy. It's called Comedy for the Cure. It's like five or ten dollars. I don't. It's all remember. for Robert Smith. All the money goes to Robert <laughs> Smith. Yeah, it's five bucks if you go to CSULB. Ten bucks if you don't. All the money goes uh, to curing cancer. Our, my f- great uh, former intern uh, is putting this thing on. Uh, he's going to be doing a charity triathlon or something. He's raising money for cancer. Everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it'll you be said a said that with such conviction. It'll be a really fun show. There's a there's a lot of really uh, there's a lot of really funny comics on the show. Uh, when is that show again? That is going to be uh, Friday night. Friday oh. night, December 9th. Friday, I'm in love. <laughs> so you're busy. Um, anyway, you can, fi- you can find the information at maximumfun.org. Just click on comedy for the cure under live shows. Um, Jordan's having way too much fun over there. Um, JJ go at maximumfun.org. If you want to get on the Jumbotron, maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. You want to sponsor a show, Teresa at maximumfun.org. We will see you on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org. And, uh, we will see you next time on Jordan, Jesse, go enjoy a promo for one of our maximumfun.org programs. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, Sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey, guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? (laughs) That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.